Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Caterer.com. I'm Lance Slotnarayan and in each programme we invite top industry professionals to discuss recruitment, development and retention as well as issues affecting you and your teams. And in this programme we're looking forward to the 2019 Caterer.com People Awards which as we speak is less than a month away and I'm very lucky to have three of our illustrious judges with us today, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you now. I'm Sarah, Sarah Hammond. Um, I'm head of people for Hush, Cabana and Hache restaurants. I'm Kirsten Price. I am the talent director at Coke Restaurants. And I'm Andy Gilhooley, and I am the head of recruitment at Soho House. Thank you all for joining me. Um, Now, to get us started, can you... Each tell me a little bit about your background in the hospitality industry. Tell me a bit about your careers. Andy, do you want to kick off? Yeah, sure. Um, started off working as a kitchen porter, basically, when I was 14 years old. Worked waitering, banquet waitering. Went to university, needed to support myself through that. Uh, carried on waiting, bartending. I was studying a film degree, and I think at the end of it, I knew that I didn't really want to pursue that, and hospitality had just sort of grabbed me I think like a lot of people you just you just fall into it um and then just worked my way up the ladder really worked for high street restaurants most of my career um Cafe Rouge, TRG, uh, Chez Girard then at Jamie Oliver Group and then I've been at Soho House just short of five years now. Kirsten? So um, I was one of the people who also fell into hospitality yeah. so I was a kitchen porter whilst I was at college and had the uh, choice, really, of do I go to university? And I decided that actually, having spent a couple of years working in the kitchens, that's what I absolutely loved. So I decided that I was going to go straight into the workplace. Um, and then I worked in all the different departments and was very lucky to have somebody who uh, took me under their wing and teach me and show me all the ropes and got up to uh, general manager positions and then decided that actually the thing that really made me passionate about what I do was people. Mm. So I moved into HR and worked in a variety of different speciality roles um, in recruitment and training and uh, and talent management to then end up at Coat. And I've been at Coat now for five years as their talent director. Sarah? Um, so I didn't fall into hospitality. I um, actually went to Westminster College in Vincent Square, had fabulous time there. Um, but what it taught me was that I was no good at the practical side of things. As hard as I tried, um, I'm, I'm not the creative salt but I absolutely adored the industry and I I knew that's what I wanted to do and I had a passion for so um, I took the people route um, joined a bank restaurant and worked my way up in the human resources and done many things and then met Jamie Barber who I've now worked with for 17 years Um, and during that time we've had so many different types of restaurants seven different concepts Um, yeah and here I am 17 years later head of people for the three brands. Fantastic. You've all reached a place in your career where you've been asked to be judges for Caterer.com People Awards. What was the process like this year? Andy? I don't, I don't think it's really changed. I think um, I thought the standard of entries this year was very, very high. Um, and it's interesting that you, you... What I really like about it is you read through people's entries and you realise that you are not alone, you know. <laughs> Everybody is facing the same um, issues, the same yeah. challenges, um, and it's it's really interesting to see how people go about it, and I think that's that's what I took from it. 
sure. I think it's quite nice also to see just the passion for our industry yeah. and just how much people think, you know, and, and realise and recognise that that people are just so important with what we do. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it was my first time judging this year, so it was all new to me. Um, and I think just meeting other people um, that do exactly as you said, do the same thing that you do, facing the same challenges, yeah. but also seeing how different people approach it was a real eye-opener for me. But we, we've all worked in hospitality for, for a long while, and you, you said just now how you realise how everybody realises that people are so, so important. Do you think that's been a shift? Because I think back in the day when I started out, you know, it wasn't about people. It was... Definitely, definitely. And I think I think that recognition now that people um, have so much of an impact on all of the different KPIs and results that yeah. restaurant companies um, forever have, have deemed so important, mm. that now they, you know, that recognition that it's, you want great service, you want great quality food, you need great people to deliver that. Yeah. Do you, would you agree with that, Sarah? I would, yes. And I'd also add to that that the, they were back back in the day, we almost took it for granted. There was, a, if you place an advert, there was an influx of people and it was about picking the best out of those candidates. And that is a very different world yeah. nowadays. Absolutely. You can't take it for granted. You place an advert and the, you may have a very poor response in terms of numbers or the quality of the applications. So it's so integral to be the forefront of what, what, what you want to do and, mm. and making Absolutely. sure that you recognise that. Um, so my experience in the judging of this year is um, massively increased in terms of entries, uh, the number of entries, as well as, as you said, Andy, the quality of entries as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just keeps getting better and better year on year. Just to put a different spin on it slightly, do you, do you feel that over the, over the years, do you think the need for awards of this kind has changed? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say it's it's all about putting not just your brand, but hospitality as a career on the map. Again, going back to back in the day, it was almost seen that you did hospitality if you couldn't do anything else. Do you know what I mean? Mm, a real um, stopgap career. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it, it's still a very transitional industry for people. That, you know, they, they want to come in, they want to make money to work towards whatever, and that's great. But I think... What Caterer Awards has been great at is showcasing that you can have a fantastic career in hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, I mean, that, that's something that we, we all feel that the hospitality industry should be shouting about yeah. and saying that, yeah, there are, I mean, it's GC as we speak. Yes. GC, SE. Um, results Day. Results Day, day today. Yeah. And uh, we found out that, um, you know, parents are, you know, to a degree discouraging mm -hmm. their children from entering hospitality because they don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. They don't understand it. They, they think it's, you know, what it was like when they were when yeah. they were younger and it's something that we should be working The reputation, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that, that challenge and that perception has been around for now for so many years. You know, I think back to when I went home and told my mum that I wasn't going to go to university and I was going to work in restaurants, you know, that, that horror, really, of, of what it was like. And I think we have come so far to a degree i think there's still an awful lot of work to do as an industry to to really change those perceptions and really get people seeing that the incredible careers you can have agreed yeah what trends have you seen emerge uh, especially comparing this year to previous i think um there's a lot around changing the perceptions like you say of hospitality i think the four-day week becoming quite a big thing um there'd be two things i'd say diversity and inclusion is is, is a huge thing I think for me, one of the, the things that really kind of stood out was the the challenge that we all have at the moment around recruitment. Mm. Um, and what was really interesting to see was some very different methods being used in how people are recruiting, how people are attracting people into their business. 
and and the change of messaging that we're all sending out to to potential people to work in our business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the innovation that shone through, I think, in working with different groups of people and um, mums that are looking to get back into the workplace Mm. as well as people, you know, only a pavement away, those sort of um, corporations that it's it's really of benefit to the industry to be opening our our eyes in terms of who we recruit and how we recruit, I think, because it's a real... You know, it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, but the war on talent is never been greater, and it's going to get going to get harder, I believe. So it's very uh, it's interesting. Absolutely. One of the categories you judged, Andy, was candidate experience. What do you think makes a good entry for candidate experience, and has the has the need for for that changed? Firstly, yes, the need has has changed massively. Um, as as we've touched on, you don't get hundreds of applications now you need to make sure that you are giving a fantastic candidate experience to absolutely everybody. Um, What makes a good entry? I think showing that people are at the forefront of your mind and and that as much as you're doing it for the business, you are doing it for the people out there. Um, And I think just just showing a passion for it and and getting your brand across, I think for for any entry is, is what I would say. I would add to that in that you don't need to have a big budget. I mean, no. I I firmly believe that those sort of things can be really quite personal if you want them to be without them needing to be huge budgets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost a lot of money to get to know um, what what sort of people you're trying to attract and what makes them tick, really. Would you agree with that, Kirsten? The hospitality industry, are you know, there are big corporations and they're small independents. Do you think there should be more programmes that can be run out across the board so, like Sarah said, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of money. I, I don't believe you need to spend a lot of money, whether you're a big business or a small business. I think, you know, I think what's <clears throat> great about hospitality is that it's such a personal industry. It's all about people. It's mm. all about getting to know people. Yeah. And I think, you know, those things cost nothing. Mm. And I think it's about looking at your whole journey and thinking about, well, how do you keep those personal touches? Um, you know, I think all mm. of us have looked at how can you slick in your processes how can you put different systems in place but you'll never ever be able to get rid of those personal touches in 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 hospitality and i think that's what makes people think you care yeah definitely um what we did speak about during that entry and i think this is the flip side of it is that hospitality historically really is a business that's kind of late to keep up with the tech side of things and I think, you know, we are in the digital age now and how can hospitality catch up or or maybe even get ahead because it is going to be more and more tech-driven as and we I move forward. As a company, we have quite heavily invested in yeah. technology with regards to our um, application and onboarding systems. But again, I think you need to have a real balance between what you can use technology to deliver for you and in the right ways without losing Absolutely. those, yeah. Yeah. You know, those, no, those human touches. Yeah, yeah, so important. And speed. I mean, how important is speed mm. in recruiting? Absolutely. Yeah. The window, they say, if you make it two weeks or less to, to recruit and get the get the, the candidate in is ideal. And a lot of lot of employers are, are aiming toward that now. Well, yeah, I mean I would say at team level, you're looking at two hours. Yeah. <laughs> to, get, to get the best of the best. You but that really is such a hard need. balance though, isn't it? Because not only do you want to make sure they're right for your business, but you also want to make sure that they understand that 
what you know what what their what the job is all about and making sure that they're going to fit in your business culturally and it's so difficult to get that balance between being as quickly as you can to try and keep your talent but also making sure that you're not hiring the wrong people yeah, exactly to make sure you're then actually going to keep them um yeah it, it is it's a tough balance yeah so what do you do um, what do we do? So it's the magic answer. The yeah. magic answer, absolutely. Um, I think it's for us. I think particularly if we're talking more so at um, our team member um, recruitment, um, I think where a lot of companies have made the decision to speed up their recruitment process by removing things like trials, mm. um, and that's a decision that I personally have chosen to avoid because I think those trials are such a great opportunity for people to come in and really experience the job and see if it's for them, as opposed to speeding through the recruitment process so quickly that then their real first opportunity to try this is the day they start. Mm. And then actually when they realise that this isn't for them, you've... Quite detrimental to the rest of the team Absolutely. and everything. I, I actually have considered, um, there's nothing I've put in practice yet, um, offering the candidate the opportunity. So it would be along the lines of, we, we think you would be great. Would you like to? And I would be very interested to see, because I think true hospitality people would want to be involved in some sort of experience before they accepted the role. Um, so I think that would be quite an interesting statistic to look at, the number of people that actually said, yeah, I do want to come along and spend some time on the shift. Mm. I think it's against, vital. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, you know, you've got to be really careful that speeding up recruitment then doesn't end up hurting your retention later. Exactly. You know, and keeping that stable team. So it's about getting it right. Mm. Yeah, Getting it right first time. Yeah, And I do think that technology has enabled us to speed up. Um, processes. I think by having a really good ATS in place is really important. And I think, you know, being able to automate some of those elements is, is, is a great way of being able to speed up. I'd like to move on and talk because we have a new category uh, this year, well-being. Everyone's got a different view on this. How important has well-being and mental health issues become in the hospitality industry? Andy? I would say it's hugely important. So it's a big, big focus for us at the minute. And we're, we're trying to put as many initiatives in as possible, um, lots of awareness training. But I think hospitality was always that industry, and in some instances still is. You know, if you're, you're a chef, you're working 70, 80 hours, you're in a hot kitchen, it's a very stressful environment. Um, and I think, not just in hospitality, m mental health awareness and health and well-being has become a big, big focus and, and something that people are finally shouting about. I think the hospitality industry is kind of at the forefront of that, in, in, in my opinion, as well, because I think it is super, super important. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, as you said, Andy, it's always been there. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, terrible experiences of people in the kitchens and how they were obviously suffering, um, but it wasn't recognised and no. there wasn't the support there. Um, that was a stigma. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. And Very now so. there is, um, and it's not all about, the long hours either we have a lot of flexible working as you said four hours um, four days sorry um and we can offer that and i went to normally we do incredible networking within the industry all the time um, and they're always really fun events and i it just made me realize when i went to a non-industry specific event quite recently um and i was sharing the room um with a whole different walk of life of people um, and while they were still passionate about what they do in human resources, they were, um, they didn't have the same, I didn't feel, understanding of what really drives people. Um, and they just, 
they, it was it was almost like a second thought to them, the people side of the business, and it and they it just really made me appreciate us as an industry and the different people that we get to work with and come across in our day to day working. Um, that just are incredible class of people really we are just so passionate about what we do what were the other industries that you were all different financial banking um, local authorities um, and they obviously worked incredibly hard and did some incredibly good things but they were just um, just a different breed of people really they didn't have I keep saying that word passion that we all have and you know that that takes us to working probably longer hours than we should um, but making sure that we're getting the right thing for our people I think is is what came through I think you know, from a recruitment perspective, standard standard interview question, what got you into hospitality? 99% of the answer is, is people. Yeah. You, know, you get into yeah. hospitality because you really like being around people. You meet different types of people every day. You get to chat with them, have a bit of a laugh. That's right. It's fun. And I think we take it for granted yeah. in our industry. We really do. You do think we take that fun for granted? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you step away from that. And when you when you realise, one of my key questions to any candidate at any level is, what is it you're looking for? Because that's really, really important to, mm. to, to me. Um, and sometimes I, I, I look across the, room, the table to the person, I think we can't actually deliver that. And then I'll be quite honest with them because, um, but most of the time we can. If I've got the right candidate in front of me, we can, they're looking to the people they work with, the support. I mean, we have great support networks, as I'm sure you guys do within your restaurant teams and they all do really look out for each other and they're, they're little families. It's great. They are families and I think that's mm. the one thing about our industry is you can hand on heart say yeah. that when you're working in a great team they become your family and for a lot of us they, you know, we see so much of each other that you know, they really are. It's important, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You see more of the people you work with than probably your own Yeah, your 100%, real family. Absolutely. But, but that builds that sort of, you're in, a, you're in a tough shift, again going back to the kitchens, you're, you're, you're a chef it's a camaraderie. Mm. You know, you've yeah. got the team. Every, everybody's working together just to sometimes just to literally get through it. Yeah. And that's where the, the whole family element really comes into place. And I think that's, you know, very much the reason why I joined the industry. You yeah. Know, mm. Right back when I was Likewise. 15, working mm. in that kitchen, it was because of those relationships with the, with the other people in the team that, that made me want to be in it for life. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I don't think people outside of it can really understand that. Yeah. And how, how close people become working together as we do. It's great. You you judged, uh, Kirsten, didn't you, the, the well-being? You were a judge on the well-being I was. A category. Were there programmes there that you were particularly impressed with? Definitely. I think, you know, th- for me, what really stood out were the companies that um, were offering a very rounded, balanced approach to well-being. Um, I think what, in the entrance this year, a, a huge proportion of the entrance was around uh, mental health first aid, which is an um, incredible thing for, for companies to be offering. But I think what really stood out for me were the companies who were looking at both mental health, um, working life balance, looking at financial well-being, looking at health, looking at medical, lots of different elements of well-being, which is, is the ones that really stood out to me. What programmes does Coat have? We look at, um, we offer an employee assistance program. Uh, we offer counselling. We can absolutely and always have offered flexible working. Um, quite recently, actually, we completed um, our annual engagement survey with all of our teams um, and actually paid quite a lot of attention to well-being this year. Um, I do think as an industry, we are a little behind when it, when we're talking about well-being, around, particularly around more well rounded well-being. Um, and there are plenty of opportunities that we see from what our people told us that they needed, you know, moving forward. So we've got pretty big plans around, particularly around financial well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think 
the different things that we can now look at around mental health well-being, you know, which is just huge, mm. you know, in, in our industry. But there has been a lot of stigma attached to that and a lot of stigma attached to people speaking out and saying, actually, you know what, I, I, I need some help and I need some assistance. So about having those, you know, those places available for people to go to, but also making it okay to talk about these things. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think particularly, uh, particularly in, in our business, work-life balance is exactly, you know, as you said, which is how do you get away from this working in hospitality it means long hours, means lots of yeah. long shifts. How do we start looking at that and changing that? And changing mindsets as yeah. well. Um, you know, it, it comes from the top and, and, and mm. we're very lucky that the guys at the top are, are 110% behind this um, because... You said earlier, you know, we've we've come such a long way, but there is such a long way to go. And we're quite realistic and we're quite mindful that things won't change overnight. But if you can just tweak things gradually, Absolutely. bit by bit, I think, you know, we'll, we'll all get there. Yeah. Keep chipping away at it. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Sarah, you judged um, HR team this year and also in-house recruitment. Yeah. What was in-house recruitment like this year? It was it was very good, actually. I mean, it really showed how it's evolved over the years because I judged it, I think, three years ago um, and how we're now looking at all the diversity side of things as well and recruiting all different walks of life. Um, I spoke a little before about um, ex-offenders, um, homeless people and actually seeing the results that other people had had from that and how effective it can be um, was really, really um, promising, really. Um, and uh, the innovation is coming through massively. And I was judging people who are one-man bands against teams of four or five. And it just it showed the amount of people that people were doing, the work, work they were putting behind, getting the right people in the right place. Right, I'm going to ask each of you this this question, and I've been looking forward to asking this one. Can you give me your top three tips for employers who want to enter Caterer.com People Awards 2020? Firstly, I think the the best entries for me are where it, the the tone of the entry shows passion and 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 also reflects your brand. So you know if it's fun and and that sort of thing. I think show your facts. You've got you've got to back up what you're saying. Um, and obviously keep it quite relevant, you know, so you use your word count, but I think the best entries were quite to the point, mm. quite factual based. Um, but as I say that the tone has to be quite fun as well. I think hospitality is a fun industry and I think they were the ones that you've got to think if you, if you're a judge and you're reading several of these, they've, they've got to be fun. That would... That would be my top three. Um, for me, the top three would be um, showing innovation. I think you've really got to stand out and show that you are doing something different to the norm, something that other people can learn from, something that people go, wow, I really want to go away and give that a go. Um, the second thing for me would be about results. So I think just as, as you said there, I think making sure that your numbers are in there, showing that what you can have actually achieved is incredibly important. Uh, and the third thing for me is tell us a story. I think it's that whole element there of you need to have a beginning. You need to tell us what your challenge was. You need to tell us what the issues you were facing. You then need to really be clear about what actions you've taken. And then lastly, showing us the impact that's had on your business. Agreed. I'd probably build on what's been said already. Um, it's about thinking outside the box. Um, but as well as that innovation, something that's actually worked. I mean, I read some and I initially I thought, 
Fantastic. That's a great. And then I actually thought about putting that into practice. I scratched my head a little bit. So let's see what what were your statistics, um, which what were they and how far have they come? Um, And I think sometimes they're missed off. And as a judge, that's what you're really looking for. Um, And then something that tells me you actually know your people. So as you said, Andy, the relevance, you know your people, what sort of workforce, work sort of workforce are you looking to attract what you have in place um, and how, you know, everything, the retention side of things um, so that we really understand that you know your business. Um, and then the third thing is just not a big budget. You know, even if you think you might not be one of the high flyers, the big players, you can still make a fantastic entry um, because I believe these things don't cost a lot of money. Okay. Why do you think Cater.com People Awards are so important to the industry? I think um, for our business, certainly caterer is at the forefront of our thinking at all times. And I think it's the biggest hospitality awards out there. And I think if you really want to showcase what you're doing and put your name out there, I think caterer awards for me, seeing it year on year, it just can, it just grows. For me, um, I think it's all about changing people's perceptions of what working hospitality is about. So for me, it's about showcasing all the fantastic careers and opportunities you can get, particularly to encourage more young people to join our industry. Agreed, yes. I think um, it's about, as we've said, the people and remembering how integral they are to the success of a hospitality business. I mean, it's words, but it's actual, you know, we are all about the people, um, whether it be the customer or the members of staff on the floor, in the kitchen, back of house, wherever they may be. So it's about remembering that and how so important they are to us. Um, And it's a great night to celebrate that. So at the actual awards event, you normally have a great crowd of people, fantastic to mingle with and share ideas and just celebrate, really, the, the prior year and all that we've achieved. Thank you to Sarah Hammond, Kirsten Price and Andy Gilhooley for joining me today. Just to remind you, the 2019 Caterer.com People Awards take place at the Park Plaza Westminster Bridge on September 20th, 2019. Ticket applications close on August 31st, so make sure you book now by contacting awards at caterer.com. That's awards at caterer.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at caterer.com, that's caterer.com, likewise on Instagram, and be sure to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. Recruiting and Hospitality is recorded and edited by Simon Harris at Offset Audio and produced by Lorna Silvestri for caterer.com. Join us next time on Recruiting in Hospitality from caterer.com. I'm Lance Lotner-Ryan. Bye-bye.